storms keep on raging in my life and sometimes it's hard to tell the night from day still that hope that lies within is reassured as I keep my eyes upon the distant shore I know he'll lead me safely to that blessed place he has prepared but if the storms don't cease and if the winds keep on blowing my My soul 
soul, my soul. The pillars may roll, the breakers may dash. I shall not sway because you hold me back. So dark the day. My soul has been angered. My soul has been angered. My soul has been angered. Anybody here? Soul been angered. Soul been angered. Soul been angered. My soul has been to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. I thank God when his word is confirmed. Amen. Thank you, Deaconess Osby. Our verse of our message for the day is coming from Romans 12, 1 through 2. God, I serve a good God, and you do too. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen? Amen. 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, I, I thank you on this morning, God. I give you all the glory, honor, and praise. Thank you for waking me up this morning, God. Then uh, I looked around and everything was okay. I thank you for that, God. But right now, God, I have a, a work to do, God. I stand before your people, God, as an empty vessel. I ask you to fill me with your anointing that they will see none of Brenda Phillips, but all of you. Have your way up in this place on today. Deliver and set your people free. And we'll be careful to give you the glory, honor, and praise. Is in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. Can you tell God amen for his word? Amen. Suppose you could change anything about yourself. Where would you start? Lots of us would start on the outside. Would you be skinnier, taller, shorter, better looking? Would you change your eyes, your hair, your teeth, your legs? If you could wave a magic wand and change your outward appearance, would it be a light touch-up or an extreme makeover? Would you even recognize you? I think we all go through periods where we desperately want to change our outward appearance. Teenagers live in a constant state of fear that they don't look good enough, so they tinker with that, this, and that, and experiment with this fad or that fashion or this T-shirt or that hat or whatever the latest hip-hop artists happens to be wearing. But when we grow up, we get smarter. Or do we? We spend hours trying to find the right dress, adjust the right shirt, adjust the right pair of pants, so we will fit in whatever crowd we are trying to express. Oh, we died obsessively and work out, which is a good thing for our health but can be a losing battle. Because after we lose that weight and finally look good, it tends to come creeping back again. Amen. Finally, you reach the stage in your life where it's simply easier just to cover it up than to lose it. In extreme cases, you might just give up altogether and stop caring about how you look, amen? But as hard as it is to change on the outside, it's even harder to change on the inside. If there is anything we know about human nature, it is that people change slowly, if they change at all. Think about the struggles of your own life. What would you change about yourself on the inside if you could? Would it be an impatient spirit? Would it be a critical tongue? Would it be an envy of those around you? Would it be a guilty conscience? Would it be an inability to work with others? Would it be a judgmental spirit? Would it be a quick temper? Would it be even an inability to know what it, mean, what it means to say no? Would it be a mean streak you just seem not to get rid of? 
Change is hard. We all want to change something, but we don't know how to do it, and we don't know where to begin. We all dream of being something different and better than the person we are today. Change is hard, isn't it? When we get up each morning and look in the mirror, all we see is the same person looking back at us. That's why we move, we change jobs, we buy a new car, we might change careers, go to a new church, start working out, buy a new outfit, and on and on it goes. It's not as if those things are wrong in themselves. Sometimes we want to make outward changes, but it's not the outward stuff that trips us up. It's the stuff on the inside we can't seem to fix. This brings me to the message for today, Romans 12 and 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Paul is telling his readers that rather than conform to the standards of the world about them, they should be transformed by the renewing of their minds, their total selves. The word transform Paul uses here is the same word used of Jesus when he was transfigured. From this we learn that as Christians, we are to live a life that has been radically and totally changed by an encounter with Jesus. Radically and totally changed by an encounter with Jesus. Such a transformation enables the Christian believer to peruse what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. To Paul, the will of God was not a mystery, but a reality. The topic for the people of God this morning is change me, me. oh Lord. Change me, me. oh Lord. If you don't need a change in some way, See me later and tell me how you do it. Because the world is ever changing. We spend far too much time praying, God, change my circumstance. Change my coworkers. Change my family situation. Change the conditions in my life. Yet we seldom pray the most important prayer. Change me. Oh, Lord. The real trouble isn't my spouse, my children, my siblings, or my friends. I'm the one who stands in the need of prayer. God orchestrated the steps and lives of all his children. He doesn't allow anything to happen to us merely by fate. And that means He has allowed your crisis. What is he trying to tell you through it? He said you need to change. Mm -hmm. Like it or not, Mm. 
We are all in the process of changing in one way or another. In the spiritual realm, there is no such thing as mere existence. We are continually being changed, either for good or for bad. We're either becoming more like our Lord or more like the world. Either growing in Christ or backsliding. So are you becoming more sweet spirit like Jesus? Are you looking soberly in the mirror each day and praying, Lord, I want to conform to your image in every area of my life? Or has your bitterness taken root into rebellion and hardness of heart? Have you learned to shield yourself from the word of God and the voice of his spirit? Are you saying things you once thought a Christian would never be capable of speaking? Are you hardening beyond change? If this describes you, let me tell you plainly. You will never receive deliverance unless you change. Mm, that's right. That's right. Your life will only become chaotic yeah. and your situation will worsen. Yes, Stop building your case, Jesus. pointing your finger, well. justifying yourself. God won't meet you until you wake up and admit. That's right. Nothing is going to change for me unless I'm changed. That's right. Change me, oh Lord. Change me. Dig deep in me yeah, and show me where I failed That's right. and gone astray. Expose my pride, Jesus. my anger, yeah. my stubbornness, yeah. and my sin. Yeah. Help me to lay it all down. Yeah. If you desire to be changed, yeah. God's word, word clearly shows two steps you must take. First, there is a veil over your ass, binding you, and it must be removed. Paul describes one change that must take place before any change is possible. Seeing then that we must, such hope we use, great plainness of speech, and not as Moses which put a veil over your face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded, for until this day remained the same veil taken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. But even until this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. We think of a spiritual veil covering the eyes of Jews, Muslims, and others about the truth of Jesus. Yet, there is also a veil binding the eyes of believers. They see God's clear warning in scriptures. They heard them preached with power. And yet, they still not affected. In fact, they continued doing the very things they heard God's word renounce. For example, Jesus himself says, If you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father 
will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Matthew 6, 14 through 15. How much clear can God be on that matter? Yet many Christians simply won't let go of their bitter, vengeful, thoughtful ways. They claim, oh, I've forgiven that person. Mm -hmm. But their heart isn't in their words or actions. Lord, change me. Perhaps as a Christian, you've been mistreated, despisefully used. It could be by someone, a boss, a spouse, a co-worker, a friend, and Lord have mercy, even a church member. The scripture says, if you allow even an ounce of unforgiveness in your heart, Mm -hmm. your sins will begin piling up against you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you. Matthew 5, 44. A soft answer turneth away wrath. Proverbs 5 and 1. 15 and 1. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Ephesians 4 and 26. If you desire to be changed, one, the veil must be removed. Two, the veil can only be removed by turning to the Lord. Paul gives us a prescription for change. Change is the work of the Holy Ghost. We simply cannot change ourselves. We read, now the Lord is a spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The word liberty means no longer a slave, exempt from liability. This freedom comes from having your eyes open. We are We see things in a new light. Only the Holy Ghost can break down our lifelong ways of seeing things, turn us around, and set us on a true course. It means calling on the Holy Ghost alone to lead and guide us. Let's take a look at some biblical people that were transformed or changed by turning to the Lord. What about the 11 apostles? Those men went from being ordinary men from a variety of backgrounds to a team of leaders used by God. Each of them took the gospel message to faraway places. Uh, What about the woman at the well in Samaria? You know her. They talk about her all the time. What about the one that had how many husbands? Five and the one she had wasn't hers. Amen. Change. John 4, 1 through 42. What about the woman caught in the very act of adultery? Amen. And how God wrote down on the on the ground, he without sin, let him cast the fire stone. And everybody left. What about the man in the graveyard that was possessed by the demon and cut himself? Mark 5, 1 and 20. What about Nicodemus? They call him the secret disciple. Amen? 
want to see God at nighttime. Are we secret disciples? Amen. John 3, 1 through 21. And Saul of Taurus, we talk about him all the time, who was later changed to Paul. Change also requires what Paul calls an open face. He writes, we all with open faces, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. 2 Corinthians 3 and 18. It means being totally committed to allowing God to expose every hidden thing in your heart for the purpose of being delivered. This kind of open face cries out, try me, Lord. See if there is any wicked in me. Show me where I'm living contrary to your word. I want to be delivered from everything that is unlike you. Away with my pride, my ambitions, my selfish intellect, my reasoning. I know I can't think my way out of this situation. Holy Spirit, I need your power and wisdom. I lay down every hope of solving things on my own. Change me, oh Lord. Paul says we are changed into Christ's likeness, little by little. The process doesn't happen overnight. It takes place slowly, step by step, hallelujah, as we seek him and obey his word. We are changed into the same image from glory to glory. People of God. That's why we have to be especially patient with the young people, as well as with others. They are constantly changing. We are constantly changing. It's a process. You yourself might not feel it, but you're changing every time you open those scriptures and read God's word with an open heart. Every time you get down on your knees and make quality time for him. Every time you call on the Holy Ghost to guide you and teach you. Paul outlines evidence of how change works in us by the Holy Ghost. The first change is a growing knowledge that God is going to be merciful to us and all the way through our trials, all the way. Therefore seeing We have this ministry as we will have received mercy. We faint not, 2 Corinthians 4 and 11. The second change that takes place is where we're no longer plagued by thoughts of giving up. You can't give up. You can't give up, 2 Corinthians 4 and 1. The third change to take place uh, in us is a total renunciation of all hidden things and dishonesty. Not walking in craftiness, not handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience. 2 Corinthians 4 and 2. This means we no longer go to the scriptures to try to justify our sins. We don't seek out excuses to do wrong. God wants our life to be an open book. That's why the Holy Ghost searches out everything in us 
that's unlike Christ. Change me, oh Lord. You can be transformed or change. I know this is true because the Bible states, Corinthians 3 and 18, but we all with unveiled faces, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Change me. Galatians 5 and 16. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Lord, change me. 1 John 3, 2 and 3. Behold, now we are children of God, yeah, yeah. and it has not yet been revealed yeah. what we shall be. Right. But we shall know that when he is revealed, yeah. we shall be like him, for right. we shall see him as he is. Like and everyone who has his hope in him mm. purifies himself. Just as he is pure, change. Change me, O Lord. Lord. Philippians 1 and 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Change me, O Lord. 2 Corinthians 5 and and 17. Therefore, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Change me, O Lord. 2 Corinthians 4 and 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Change me. Change me, O Lord. Tamla Mann, a gospel singer, recorded a song about change. The lyrics says it all. Change me, O Lord. Make me more like you. Change me, O God. Wash me through and through. Created me a clean heart so that I may worship you. Change me. Is there anybody out there that wants the Lord to change something about you? Mm. Whatever is not like you, Lord, I want you to change me. You don't have to impress anybody that you change. You will no longer dwell on changes that need to take place in others. Instead, you'll be so encouraged by the changes that God is working in you. You see, some 2,000 years ago, our Lord and Savior was slain from the foundation of the world. He chose us unto himself and promised eternal life. Satan tried to kill him like he tries to kill us sometimes. He was led to Pilate's judgment hall, tried, condemned, and sentenced to the death of execution. The enemy hung him high and stretched him wide. Lord, have mercy. 
He was mocked and spat on. He hung on the cross until the birds lost their voices and could no longer sing. He hung on the cross until the shade was pulled down from the sky and the sun could no longer be seen. He hung there until the moon was squared so hard that the blood dripped from it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He died right there. But he was taken down and placed in a borrowed tomb. Because borrowed because he wouldn't be there long. A matter of fact, he was only there three days. And on the third day, he got up just like he said he would. He got up for you and you and for me. Therefore, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. My brothers and my sisters, stay in the word. Call diligently on his name. Trust the Holy Spirit and and cry it in your heart. Change me. Change me. Change me, me, oh Lord, that I may be like you. I didn't say change according to the way you think you should be changed. I didn't say change your children, your husband. Change nobody. But change me, O Lord, that I may walk worthy of your calling. Change me, God, that I may be pleasing in your sight. Because when he called my name, I want him to say, well done, done. Brenda Phillips. Well done, done, Brenda Phillips. You've been faithful over a few things. Come on up, and I'll make you ruler over many. Come on, give God some glory. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, God. Change me. I don't want God to change anybody like me, but I want him to change them that they may be like him. Hallelujah. That they may know that the wages of sin still is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Oh, and not only that, if you try to change, he's able to keep you from yes, faultless yeah. and to present you faultless. Yeah. Won't he do it? Yeah. I know he'll do it. Because yeah. he did it for me one day, yeah. and I know he'll do it for you. Yeah. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Hallelujah. I'm free now. Hallelujah. I'm free. I'm no longer bound. No, no. I ask him to change me change. every day. Change. I want him to change me. Do you hear me, Lee? I came to the altar last year for something. I'm not coming back every year for the same thing. My God is a merciful God. Sometimes we don't believe our own prayers. But I know God will. God will. God will will change. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah.